Welcome to the Engrafted Word from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Line of Judah Cathedral, Cape Coast, with Bishop Jake Godwill. This rich teaching will bring encouragement, hope, light into every darkness, healing, deliverance, and salvation to the longing soul. Join Bishop Jake Godwill as he ministers the Engrafted Word of God, which is able to save the soul. When the music fades And all is the way And I simply can't Talking just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your everybody father we thank you we thank you we thank you for your great power for the holy spirit for your angels for your presence for your miracles oh lord glory and honor and thanksgiving be to you this morning we pray that you'll minister to us by the power of the holy spirit may we not leave this place the same speak to every heart 
touch every mind touch every soul revive us O Lord in the power of your Holy Spirit thank you Lord that we live here having known that indeed we have been in the presence of the living God oh dear Holy Spirit we welcome you in a special way thank you Lord for your power and for your anointing in Jesus mighty name we pray and everybody shouted amen God bless you and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Are you blessed to be here? Wonderful, beautiful, excellent. Now, today, um, I'm going to begin sharing on something about how and why we must become devoted and committed to the Lord and to the church. Put your hands together properly. Amen. Very, very important. Okay, now you see, God wants us to be fruitful. Amen. In his kingdom, in the church, he wants us to bear fruit. He wants you to be fruitful. Amen. But fruitfulness happens or does not just happen. It happens within a particular context. Are you feeling as warm as I'm feeling? Are you sure? All right. I'm feeling very, very warm up here. Am I allowed to take off my jacket? Are you sure? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my minion free. Abba. You saw Abba, somewhere. Hallelujah. What was I talking about? Fruitfulness happens and occurs within a particular context. Do you understand? Or condition, okay? So, um, this morning I'm sharing with you about four types of commitment or devotion that exists practically among church members and among people, among married couples, among friends, among workers, among uh, party politics members among uh, any group that we can think about, but especially the church. See, especially the church. Hallelujah. And my prayer is that you will locate where you belong as of today and then move on to the highest possible level of your commitment to God. See, the highest possible level. The deepest possible level. Amen. It's very important. Hallelujah. So, um, as I share with you, come along and you will be blessed. Okay? Look at the Bible. We, we were sharing earlier on about the New Testament church 
We have been sharing some things, learning, looking at the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, and we saw the early church, what was happening in the church. Do you get it? And especially we saw from Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 downwards, there was so much life in the church, so much excitement, happiness, mean share in the church. Hallelujah. And that is what must be seen in every living church. Say every living church. All right. So come down. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 quickly. The Bible says, uh, um, yeah, are you there? And they continued steadfastly. Mm, let's all read together. Ready, go. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. Four powerful things every church member was engaged in. They were committed to. Give me NESV or NIV. NIV. Give me NIV. NIV. Have you found NIV? It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Wow. Say wow. So these people who joined the church, they were devoted. Say with me, Devoted. Say devoted. And every church member should be, we should be able to describe you with this particular word. That they were devoted. That you are devoted. Devote, devoted to what? Now some people are devoted to soccer. Yeah, devoted. Their devotion to soccer is unflinching. Unflinching. It is permanent. It is known. Everybody knows that, Charlie, you are a soccer fan. You belong to Fankoba. Fankoba stars. Is there a team like that? Or they used to be? Aguna Swedro. Fankoba stars. Are they stars? Are they still alive today? <laughs> What's your team? Bramino. Cornerstone. <laughs> What's your team? Kotoko. What's your team? You see, people who are not devoted, when you ask them, they start thinking. They start thinking, they their hearts. You are not a devoted member of hearts. You are not devoted to Kotoko. What did you say? Cornerstone. Who are they? Oh, forget it. But people who are devoted, because when I ask them, you see, they are, they are now thinking to see. But those who are inside it, you will not even finish asking. As in, if you win, yeah. Is there any soccer fan here? Yeah. Where do you belong? What? Manchester, man, you, yes? What did he say? Girls Fellowship. Chelsea. People are committed to political parties like something. Yeah. You will know that this one, Charlie, PPP, totally, inside out, PPP. This one, NDC, inside out. This one, MPP, inside out. Inside out. They are committed. They are devoted. 
if their party is having a rally Sunday morning, do it to the church. Whether he belongs to the choir or he's a choir master or he's a choir mistress or forget the choir. Then they are there. Are there people like that? Do you know people like that? Apart from yourself. Yeah. So people are committed to things. People are devoted to things. You see, different things. Some are devoted to their um, old boys association, old girls association of their, of their school. Some are devoted very much to their, uh, where they come from. Uh, and Logan, and Logan uh, Citizens Association. Eh? Every funeral at Anlogan, they will be there. Hmm? Some are devoted to their Ebusian. Hey! Ebusian, Eyi, Ebusian, whatever. They are there. Number one. Hallelujah. I don't even know why I'm saying hallelujah. I'm doing hallelujah to, to wake you up, not hallelujah to what I'm talking about. Like Pastor P. Pastor P can say, uh, somebody went and um, uh, the person was dead. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said, what are you saying hallelujah to? If somebody has died, say hallelujah. <laughs> what team do you belong to? What? Manchester, you are sitting here in Kamfwa, Andrew Oho. Andrew Oho in Kamfwa. You say Manchester. And people are fighting here in Ghana for them. And they will never even, the players don't even know them. And they are fighting over players and what have you. All right? But God wants your devotion. I said, God wants your devotion. You must be so devoted to God and to the church that it is known. It is known. People know that Charlie, as for this girl, she's a church girl. She's a God girl. She's a Jesus baby. Ask your neighbor, are you a JB? That this one, Jesus baby, God baby, God's child, church property. You will never find her anywhere. If you are looking for her, you can't find her. Go to the church. She's likely to be there. If you are looking for him, you can't find him. Go to the church. Not the beer bar. Don't go to the beer bar. You will not find him there. Don't go to the stadium. He doesn't have any business doing at the stadium. Don't go to soccer bet. He's not betting for any soccer. Ask your neighbor, where can you be found when you cannot be found? I said, ask your neighbor and Diban Nanasa. I said, you, where can you be found where you can, when you cannot be found? They were devoted. Say they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Hey, when the apostles are teaching, Charlie, they are there. They are dead. Number one, they are dead. Their ears are open. Their eyes are open. They brought out their notebooks. They are writing notes. They want to learn. Is there a class after church? They want to be there. 
Is there a nice school? Are we teaching something? They are there. They are committed. They are devoted. They are planted. They are inside. Say they are inside. Come on, give Jesus a shout of praise. Yeah. Fellowship. Is there some fellowship going on? Is there some ministers, there some people, believers in our area, belonging to the church that are meeting? Is there a Basel meeting in my area? Is there a choir meeting? Is there some group, little group, fellowship meeting? They are there, they are happy, they are excited. Every church member must be excited. True Christian, you must be smiling always. Excited, happy. When we see you when you have made your face, As if you just drank lemon juice. And then you were baptized with starch. After drinking the lemon juice. I don't know the kind of Holy Ghost you have. I don't think you have the Holy Ghost. You have something else. Hmm. Put back the scripture. If you want to bring the scripture. We are reading the scripture. Uh Uh-huh. Fellowship, breaking of bread. We must break bread. We must be breaking, sharing food, eating together, small groups, eating together, sharing food, times of, you know, sharing things together. Hallelujah. And they were doing it from house to house, sharing bread, breaking bread, sharing the word from house to house, home fellowship, house fellowship. We call them basel, basel meetings. We must have a lot of it all over, all over, working with strength. With strength and people are happily doing it and they are in it, belonging to it, and they are excited to belong to it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! All right, and in prayers. Wow, they are happy when it when it is declared that there's a prayer meeting. You see them there, they will be praying. They are happy when it's when when they hear that there's fasting coming on, they'll be there praying and fasting and lifting up holy hands and praying and for hours and hours. They were just excited. They were just happy. Wow. Look at 43. 43. Everyone was filled with awe, and wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. They were all filled with happiness, the power of God. You know, surprises as they hear testimonies of what God is doing in the lives of people. They get excited, filled, seeing the miraculous signs and power that God was doing through the apostles. Move on, move on, move on, move on. All the believers were together, had everything in common. Read on. Mm-hmm. Selling their possessions and giving their goods as everyone had need. They were sharing among themselves. Move on. Yeah, every day they continued to meet together in the temple, broke bread in homes and ate together. With glad and sincere hearts, gladness, gladness, gladness. Misha, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you excited? You see, the Holy Spirit, and as we, as people become committed and planted and really belonging to the church, it generates joy, gladness, and excitement. And as a matter of fact, these are necessary ingredients to stabilize your hormones and your mental state of mind. In this world full of pressure and kominis. Yeah. You need joy. The whole week, a number of suicides 
cases being reported on television. Student of Legon, suicide. And then, what else? What? Tech. It started from tech, moved to Legon. They found somebody hanging Achimota. GHS girl. Western region. Father, we block Cape Coast. We block the spirit of suicide from entering into Cape Coast, from entering into our universities. We block it by the blood of Jesus. We block it by angels. We block it by the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. And you know why? People are lonely. People are lonely. People have issues. They don't, they don't bring them up. You see, somebody is there quietly, but is dying inside. Issues. That is why we read the scripture we read, and it must be applied. Is any sick among you? Is any troubled among you? Oh, these beds are really troubling us. Father, we cast them out. We command the roof, the ceiling to come up in Jesus' name. Clap for the ceiling. Can you see it? Can you see the ceiling? Can you see the ceiling? Lift your hands and say, I can see the ceiling. Say, ceiling, you are up there. In the name of Jesus, we command you to appear. In Jesus' name. Wow. After commanding the ceiling to appear, you yourself must appear with the ceiling. Amen. You see, so people, God has provided all these things to help to alleviate the pressures of life and to ameliorate. Oh, as for the words, I have some more. I have many. But I don't bring them out often. Once in a while, let me you one or two because some of you think that I don't have certain words. Ah, don't bring yourself at all this morning. Don't bring yourself. Yeah. So, that, that sometimes you can find a believer committing suicide. Christian born again committing suicide. Or going through some kind of problems. And all these things are because we don't take advantage of all that God has provided. The fellowship. The, um, what exists. You are not well. You are not happy. You are not called the elders. Let them pray over him. You see, a lot of things are caused by demons. Oh. Demons, devils. I'm telling you, demons, devils. Cause a lot of conditions that you will be amazed that this is a devil that is causing the problem. You'll be amazed. I can give you one testimony after another. One testimony after another. Amen. Last week, uh, I was at our church in Mankasim. Some of you were there. Friday night. Friday night. There was a man being depressed, all kinds of things. He, he came to the church walking like that. He had a big bandage around his neck, walking like that. Big bandage. I was wondering what was in the bandage. It was in the night that I saw. After he got healed, that's when I saw what was in the bandage. Don't know it was leaves. Some kind of local herbs that they have mashed and tied together. 
you know, all around his neck. He couldn't turn his neck and he's been for some weeks. Couldn't turn his neck. He can't even, he's a teacher. He couldn't go to school or he goes, he can't teach. He's so tired, so depressed, you know, and he's been experiencing some other funny situations. Friday night, power of God touched him. Power of God touched him mightily. All right. And, and be, because I knew about the problem, because the pastor had told me about the problem, I, I prayed for him the night before. And then I prayed for, I called him again. He came forward. As he stood there, he fell under the power. He was lying on the ground there like that, shaking. And then suddenly he started removing the bandage. Started removing the bandage. And then he stood up, started turning his head like that. And started jumping around all over. Totally, absolutely healed. He said the man who came to do the thing the previous day told him that it would take nothing less than 21 days before the medicine and from time to time he has to come and change it. Power of God touched him like that. Was healed. You have it on video. You have the video? Yeah. People were there, saw it. Turning his head. I called the wife. I said, wife, is it true? The wife was so shocked and surprised. Yeah, the man was jumping up and down. Somebody who couldn't, turning his head like that. Up and down, jumping all over. Say the power of God is real. Say the power of God is real. Hallelujah. And he said, I asked him, what happened? He said, whilst he was lying down there, he felt a very soft, smooth hand. Soft, smooth hand. Came to touch the back of his neck and something set him. He felt that you are healed. So immediately he started taking it off and no pain, absolutely pain-free neck. Oh, give the Lord a shout of praise. Yeah. Gladness. Okay. Next verse. Next verse. All right. Praising God. Praising God and having favor with the people and the Lord added to their number daily. You see, the joy, the excitement, the miracles and everything caused an attraction, a pull, an attraction. The people wanted to belong to what was happening. Some of us are too dull, not even dull. You are so dull that you are dull. You are so, I mean, who, who likes to belong to a dull looking morose looking, dejected, rejected, abandoned, eh? looking hopeless looking face. Who likes to be attracted to such a face? How many of you brothers will be attracted to a face, a lady whose face has been bodgified? Bodgified, standing there, morose, no, no smile every day, just looking down. Like that. Mobified, budgified, eh? help me with some words. Dejected, rejected, abandoned, tiborized, all combined. It will never be your story. Receive the spirit of joy and excitement in the name of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's part of the healing. The healing in this 
wicked and harsh world. Amen. All right. But you see, the devotion of the people added to all that and made all those things happen. Amen. When people are not devoted and they are so disconnected and not bonded and not committed, it doesn't make certain things happen. Amen. So I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to your heart today for our hearts to be devoted to God and to be devoted to the church and to be committed and to be so committed that this scripture can describe you. Put your hands together for the Lord. May this scripture describe you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, as we relate, we see four levels of commitment. The first level of commitment is what we call fair weather commitment. Say with me, fair weather. F-A-I-R. Fair weather, 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 weather. Fair weather commitment. Is it like this morning? The rain has separated committed Christians from other type of Christians. Yeah. Fair weather. Fair weather committed or commitment level Christians are those who seem to be committed when everything seems okay. The weather is fine. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not raining. They may come to church. Even that one cry, they may. When they have money, when they are not broke, they may come to church. When everything is okay with them, they may come to church. <laughs> See, fair weather. When there's nothing going, when there's nothing wrong, they may come to church. See, fair weather. I want, to, I want these things to stick in your mind, though. Always. So that every day you know there's fair weather, there's this, there's that, there's that. It must be in your mind. When I meet you outside and I say, hey, come, give me. Level number one is what? You should be able to say fair weather. Amen. Amen. Now, do you remember the people Jesus fed? 5,000 people who came to eat bread. Do you remember? Jesus multiplied bread and fish for them. They were fair weather members. Fair weather. Yeah. Once there was food, hey, count on them. The following day, after Jesus performed that miracle, the following day, they came to church more. Some of them brought their nanankansua, grandmother, grandfather. They brought all of them because they said Jesus multiplied bread and fish yesterday. So today, I'm sure he will add banku and tilapia to it. So let's all go. And they all went to church that day. As Jesus was preaching, they were not interested in the preaching. They were not interested in if you one sermon he was preaching. Pepe, on porna is the banu wahin. Is the banu wahin. That was their main concern, and that day Jesus decided to change the topic. He said, "Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood." You will not enter the kingdom. Immediately they say, what? Then they try to tell him, look, uh, Moses gave, gave, gave our fathers bread from heaven. 
evermore give us this bread. Give us this bread. Give us this bread. Jesus said, no bread. There's no bread. I am the living bread which fell from heaven that men may eat and live. As, Jesus, as soon as Jesus mentioned bread, he said, uh-huh, that's why we are talking about bread. Bread. And Jesus said, I think you don't understand the sermon. Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood. So, ah, more can you It's in the in the pan when you are. And no man pan wa. And no man fisher. Hey, Jack. Oh me goofy. Oh me goofy. They packed themselves and they all left. All of them left. Except the twelve disciples. Even the disciples, they almost left. And Jesus asked them, will you also go away? Will you also go away? Will you also go away? Wow. Ask your neighbor, are you here because of bread? You see, your bread, your bread may not be, may not be just real bread, though, but maybe because God answered a prayer last year. You see, there are some people, they are always getting breakthroughs. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, oh, God has done this for them. God has done this for this. God has done, I mean, God seems to be, it's as if God is just showing the person favor upon favor upon favor upon favor. So you may see you dancing in church every day, praising God every time, giving testimonies all the time. Huh. What if the season changes? And it seems as if you have been talking to this God for one year. And it's as if he has not heard your voice. Will you still be in church? Will you still sing in the choir smiling? Will you still put up that smiling face? Say fair weather. So Proverbs chapter... 19 verse 4, it says, Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. Wealth makes a lot of friends. When things are good, many people come around to enjoy. All right? Brings a lot of friends. But the poor man's friend deserts him. When the situation changes, people desert. Ask your neighbor, will you desert me when the situation changes? There are many wives who have deserted their husbands. Yeah, because when, when they were marrying, the man had a car. He had a nice pot belly. Oh yeah, I was an answer for fire for don't cry, cry. Things were good. <laughs> And then suddenly there was retrenchment, which is a nice way of saying he, had been, he has been sacked. Yeah. And then the money didn't come again. The pot belly began to shrink because of hunger. Hey, there's nothing for you to rub your hands on. Now you have to carry pure water on your head to go and sell. A whole who said, what level of commitment do you have? 
The next level of commitment is what we call situational friendship commitment. Say with me, situational friendship commitment. Everybody say it. Situational friendship Now, situational friendship type of commitment is commitment based on the situation. It's also close to fair weather, but it's a little different. Yeah, situational friendship commitment. Maybe you are staying close to the church, so you, you started coming to church. Or a friend was coming, then you joined. Do you see? Your friendship, your association, your commitment is based on some kind of a situation that now looks favorable or looks okay. Do you see? But all such things are tested with time. Now, a good example is your schoolmates, your former schoolmates, all right? Recently, my mates of 23, is it 23 or 33 years ago, whom we haven't met for years after school, after writing O level, A level, we've never met. But we were friends in school, we were parties in school. We meet, we talk, we chat, nicknames, whatever. You know, we chat, we learn together, we study together. So we were friends. We were friends, but after school, everybody and some of them have even forgotten that they exist just as they have also forgotten that I exist yeah one time we met I said hey you who are you I said ah, you don't remember me I said ah okay yeah and someone will put somebody's picture on the platform oh who is that then they will start describing they said no 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 he was not our mate he was our senior he was our junior they put us, oh, this person is dead. Then they say, oh, he was not dead. We saw him last year. So oh, he died 10 years ago. <laughs> Somebody said, no, he's not dead. He's in America. He's here. He's here. Hey. <laughs> All kinds of things that we told. Oh, this, one, this one died at this place. This one died in the plane. This one died here. This one, this has happened to this one. Hey. This one has gone mad. This one is. All kinds of situations. You see? But we, we were together when we were together. Because the situation brought us together. But after the situation that brought us together changed, then we see whether we were really true friends. Am I talking to anybody? And that's how it is. Sometimes church, you may think that somebody is committed. Somebody is singing in the choir. But you may not know that as it is because of a smile of a certain brother. That is why... Uh-huh. You see, the smile from the brother in the congregation connects with the smile upstage. Do you see? So, as time goes on, and there's doom so in the brother's life, and the smile disappears, then you realize that there's a corresponding <laughs> signal. Messy. Yeah. Am I talking? Or oh, you, don't, you don't know these things? Yeah. So, 
situational friendship. It happened to Jesus' disciples. Yeah, it happened to them. When Jesus was performing miracles and everything, they said, yeah, that's my man. That's my man, man. That's my pastor. That's, that, that's my miracle worker. That's my prophet. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. Jesus, preach it. Preach it. One day, Jesus decided to now tell them some realities that, look, I'm going to be arrested. They will beat me. and They will kill me. And after three days, I will arise. Peter said, uh, what did you say? What, 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 did, did I hear you right? You said what? What did you say? Look, I have left my hammer. I've abandoned my fishing business, everything to come and follow you. You said you are going to die. Never mention that thing again as long as I'm here. Have you heard? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Never say that thing again. Nonsense. Hey. Jesus couldn't believe that somebody was rebuking him like that. He couldn't believe it. And then Jesus looked at him and said, my friend, come here. Come here. I said, you stood in front of me and spoke those words. You, get behind me, Satan. Go behind me. You are Satan. You are Satan. You are putting a stumbling block in front of me. Yeah. But still, Peter didn't change much. He didn't change much. Because the night Jesus was arrested, what was in Peter's heart played out. Yeah, the night he was arrested. Because he still saw Jesus at the... Do you, do you remember when Jesus walked on the sea? Yeah, one day Jesus sent the people, oh, go, go, go. I'm praying, go. So when Jesus finished praying, the boat had left. When he got to the shore, all the boats, they had all gone to sleep. He said, Shakalaba shandalaba sandalababa. He said, No boat, no problem. Everybody said, No boat, no problem. Then he took a step like that. He started walking on the sea. Started walking on the sea. Yeah. And Jesus was even walking faster than the boat. Because the Bible says when he came, it was as if he was passing by. And they shouted and called him, Master, is it you? And he said, it is I. So if it is you, bid me to come, Peter. Then Jesus said, come. <laughs> Jesus told Peter, come. <laughs> Have you seen Peter? <laughs> and then Peter just jumped out of the boat, coming to Jesus. Then it occurred to him that he was walking on the sea. Then he said, wow. I'm sure he started dancing on the sea. And you know, it's like, wow, obo totals. Obo totals. Then one big wave. Satan is bad though. When you enjoy something, he always wants to bring something. So one big wave just came. Boom. 
when Peter saw the wave, he said, me were a say. Fear entered his heart. His faith sank. And then he himself began to sink. You see, you can never sink until your faith sinks first. Yeah. So when his faith sank, he himself began to sink. And Jesus reached out and held his hand and lifted him and said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Hallelujah. So, Peter has always seen, had always seen Jesus as this great miracle worker, you know, sea walking, you know. It was the same Peter Jesus sent him. When tax people came, they were coming to harass Jesus. Jesus said, look, these people are harassing us. Just go, go, go to the sea. Throw your, uh, uh, what do you call it? Your line. The first fish you catch, open the mouth. Do you see money inside? Peter said, eh? I've been fishing all this year. I've never caught, found money in. So Jesus said, go. Don't talk too much. Go. And he went. When he caught the fish, opened the mouth, there was money in it. He took the money, counted. It was exactly the amount. I am sure Peter said, let me catch the next fish. <laughs> when he caught that one, there was no fish. No earphone. There was no money in the fish's mouth. Am I talking to anybody? Yeah. So he was used to this power, whatever. So when they really arrested him, when he saw the soldiers came, pow, 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 firing warning shot, pow, 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 pow. He also took his AK 47. <laughs> yeah. He also gave some warning shots, and one of the warning shots passed the ear of the. And Jesus said, Hey, Peter, put away your sword. Don't you know I can call a legion to defend me now? But he who comes by the sword will go by. Put away the sword. And Peter put, threw the gun away. And Jesus lifted the ear that had been blown off by the bullet and put it back there and healed it. Healed the ear. Wow. In the midst of the everything all. Then they arrested Jesus, put his bandage, put... Uh, handcuffs on him, then gave him some slap, pow, 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 putting him and everything. Peter saw it, said, Charlie, ha, ha, he looked to the left, looked to the right, he took off. Oh, everybody said, oh, Peter. Then he went to stand far and saw where Jesus was being taken. The Bible says he followed afar off. He followed afar off. Yeah. And then Jesus was inside being beaten, slapped here and there. He was by the fire warming himself. Warming himself. A little girl. One small girl. Came. And said. Pepe minimupa. Can Jesus need some for her? So therefore, a crony or crony, a crony. Peter said, "Who, who, 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 me? No, never, never. Who? This one? I've never seen him before. I've never seen him before. I don't know him. I don't know. I've never seen him before. I'm a mechanic. I'm a shampoo. 
Maminya Gramunyi. Sudah wajam Rob Bibi wahana mubah shabia. I'm not. I heard they had arrested some Amro, but I only came to you say what I'm nonsense. Don't mention that. Hey, increase the fire. Increase the fire. Another person came. Another person came. Three times. He said, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Why? Because his master was being beaten. He was not used. The circumstances had changed. The situation had changed. Had changed from fair, had changed from favorable to something else. And he, his life was in danger. His life could be in danger. He could be in trouble if he stands and says, I know him. He's my master. I am one of his disciples. Suddenly, he dissociated himself from the comments of his master. Am I talking? Yeah. Say situational friendship commitment. So there are church members like that. They are around when things seem to be okay. But when something that can cost them their lives. So now, some of you, you come to church only because a bus comes. Only because a bus comes. <laughs> the day the bus doesn't come, you don't come to church. Not because you cannot afford though. Because you, before you got born again, even now that you are born again, oh yeah, cry still. When it is a fashion time, you can walk from Nkamfoa. You can walk from Nkamfoa to, what is the name of that beach? Breeze. Yeah, you can walk. You can walk from Bakano. Walk from Brofiedru. Walk. Orange Friday, you can walk from wherever to whatever. Nobody pays you money. Nobody brings a bus. When Shatawale came, the last time I asked some, I asked, I asked some people that, please, did Shatawale organize buses for people to go? He said, no bus. And yet the place was full. I hear. Was the place full? Oh, I'm asking you, what's the place for? Oh, some of you are not answering me. Eh? I mean, not that you were there, but a friend who was there told you. Yeah. No bus. But you were able to go. You're able to go where you want to go. So, what level of commitment do you have? What level of commitment do you have? Am I preaching? Yeah. And that level of commitment is very low. You can't do much with it. No, no, it's too low. Rise beyond that. I said rise beyond that. Amen? So, what are we talking about? What's number two? Situational friendship commitment. Now, the next level is 
just a little better than that. It is non-situational friendship commitment. Commitment that is not based on the situation. All right? Uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 20 and verse 17, the Bible says, And Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him. For he loved him as he loved his own soul. Amen. So here, you can see that the relationship had grown deeper. This is Jonathan, David. David became a servant in the house of King Saul. And Jonathan was a prince in the house. And yet, David, uh, Jonathan developed respect and a liking and a love for, for David. And it bonded them together. And it even went further. He said, look, I'll be there for you. I'll watch your back for you. I'll be count on me. You can count on me. David, uh, Jonathan told David, if my father, I know my father has wicked plans concerning you, but if I hear any bad thing, I will let you know. Wow. This is a non-situational friendship commitment. It's deeper. Amen. Now, the next and final level, which all of us must yearn, we must pray for, we must work hard to move to that level, is what we call the marital level commitment. Say marital commitment. Say again, marital commitment. Yeah. Now, I, I must say that today, Marital commitment is not even as committed as it should be. Yeah. But fact is fact. Truth is truth. Whether people dilute it or not, a fact is still a fact. Amen. Marriage is a deeper relationship than just walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Than just walking around. One day there was a brother who was always eating at his sister's house, drinking soup. The sister would go to his house, go and wash, and all that. You cook rice and stew, take it to the brother. The brother will open his stomach, eat all the food, <laughs> and the sister will come and collect the empty bowls and take it back to her house and wash everything and cook again and again at her own expense. Smiling at her brother. The brother will also be smiling at her and everything. And then one day I said one day they, they, I, I, don't, I don't even, why should I even say brothers? I mean, a boy and a girl. The one day, the boy or the man or the boy man told the lady that, um, there's something I want to tell you. As soon as the lady heard that, he said, <laughs> yes, I've been waiting to hear it. Then, he said, are you sure you have been waiting to hear it? I said, oh, yes, I've been expecting it for a long time. Please, say it quickly. Say it quickly. Everybody say quickly. Then he said, eh, 
You want me? Yes, say it. Tell me. I like it when you say it. Then he said, I'm inviting you to my engagement in two weeks' time. I am inviting you to my engagement. It doesn't even two weeks. It's like next, next Saturday. What a shock! Everybody shock, shock, shock. Let me see you shock, shock. I am inviting you to my engagement. What's going on? Sustained shock. Terrible shock. The, 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 uh, it's not a sister. The girl became speechless. Otomum. She almost collapsed. Yeah. Said, ah, but you have been eating my food. Eating my, even now, I brought fufu and soup after you have eaten and chewed even the bones. Then when you finish, you say you have something to tell me. Is this what you are telling me? And the brother said, ah, I have not said anything to you. I was here when you brought the food. Yeah, when you said you want to wash my things. I thought that you have been going from house to house washing people's things. I thought you have been cooking food and sending to people. So, that's why I also, you brought it, I ate it. I thought, that's Yeah. So the girl was very, very disappointed. When she be a say marital commitment. You see, this is the level of commitment that we need. That was a level of commitment of the 11 disciples. And that was a level of commitment for the women who followed Jesus. The women. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and there was another Mary, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susan, and others. They were at the cross when Jesus was being crucified. They were standing there with John, the disciple. All the other disciples, they, they had balanced themselves in the bushes somewhere. <laughs> Watching. But they, they, they didn't dissociate themselves like how Peter did. Do you see? Yes. And then as for, um, what's his name? Judas, there, another story. Another story. That's why I'm saying 11, 11 disciples. You see. But even Peter, he didn't. Yeah. But these disciples, they stood. 
Later on, they stood. They, they stood for Christ. They mentioned the name when they were beaten and threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus again. They took their stance that we are going to preach in this name no matter what happens to us. Hallelujah. This is the level of commitment God wants from all of us. Whether our lives are in danger or whatever, you are there. Whether the situation changes, you are there. Whether it rains, you are there. Whether it is sunny, you are there. Even if you have to walk to church, you are walking to church. We used to walk to church. When I was young, I used to walk to church. There's no bus coming to pick anybody. So your commitment to Christ and your commitment to the things of God must be solid. Say with me, solid. Romans chapter 7 and verse 4 on the keyboard, brother. Romans 7 and 4. Wherefore, my brethren, ye are also become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who raised, who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Give me NASB. NASB. Or NIV. So my brothers, ye also died to the law through the body of Christ that ye might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit. All right? That you should be married to another, you should belong to another. God raised that, that we should be married to Jesus. We should be married to Jesus. Talking about marital commitment. And so that we might bear fruit. So marital commitment leads to fruitfulness. It is in marriage that we expect fruit. Children. Children outside of marriage becomes questionable, becomes something else. Children in marriage become a blessing. Hallelujah. Becomes a blessing. Everybody is expecting it. The whole world is expecting it. The whole world is praying for it. Everybody is expecting fruit. Once you have moved to marital commitment, we are expecting fruit. Once you are not at marital commitment, if we see fruit, everybody will say, ah. But once there's marital commitment, when we see fruit, we say, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of our sisters just gave birth last night. Baby girl. In marriage. Lady Pastor Sally. Yeah, full baby girl. Yeah. So, in marriage, fruits happen. So, when you move to marital commitment, when you become committed to Christ, committed to the church, committed, planted properly, nothing moving you, nothing shaking you, not disappearing, evaporating here and there, you are going to become fruitful. I see you becoming fruitful. I see you bearing fruit. When you are committed to the basel, you are planted, you are working, you are involved. Fruit is going to come. The only thing, the next thing that is going to happen is fruit. When you are committed and planted in the choir, the next thing that is going to happen is fruit. We see beautiful music, nice music coming from the choir. But if they come and uh, five, uh, half of them didn't come for rehearsal. The instrumentalist didn't come. The drama didn't come. The organist came when they were finishing. When they stand on stage, eh, we are going to hear cacophony instead of symphony. It's a word. 
their words. Yeah. Well, they don't come for a hairstyle because this one will be wearing white, this one will be wearing blue, green. Everybody's wearing what they want. But when there's commitment, you see beautiful fruit. Put your hands together for the Lord. Beautiful fruit. Beautiful fruit. You see church growth. You see increase. You see multiplication. When people are committed and planted properly, the church begins to grow. Fruits are born. Many things are happening. Crusades come up. Souls are won. Why? Because the people are committed and they are bearing fruit. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your Is Mr. Bright here? Bright, are you here? Are you? Where? Lift your hands. I will never be the same again. Never return. I will never return. I've closed the door. I will walk the path. I'll run the race and we be the same. Very gentle on the drums. I will never be the same again. Lift your hands and sing it. I will never return. I've closed the door. I've closed the door. Walk the path, I'll run the race. I'll walk the path, I'll run the race. I'll run the race, and I will never be the same. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that we will have and walk in and develop marital commitment. I pray that will be established. I pray for permanence, Jesus. establishment, yes, Lord. stability, yes, Lord. planting, yes, Lord. solidly, yes, solidly planted mm. in your house that will flourish and bear much fruit Jesus. to the glory of your holy name. Thank you, Father, for your power in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself in a few seconds. Just pray for yourself. Say, Father, may I be permanent. Lord, may I move to marital level commitment. Pray for yourself. Father, give me grace. Give me grace. Give us grace. Give us grace that every one of us will have this level of commitment in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, may we move from fair weather, from situational friendship, from non-situational friendship permanent where we see fruit, where we see grace, where we see abundance. We thank you, Lord, for your power. In the name of Jesus. Place your hand on your heart once again. I, I feel like praying again for stability. Father, everyone here who is wavy. Jesus. Everyone here who is tossed between two minds. I pray for stability. Yes, Lord. I pray for establishment. Yes, Lord. I pray for a planting. Jesus. May they be planted. Yes. May they be planted in your yes, house. Yes, Lord. May they not be swayed. Jesus. Lord, somebody's here. He has been halting between two opinions for mm. a long time. I pray that this morning will come stability. Yes, Lord. A decision to be planted. Yes, Lord. A decision not to leave the church. Jesus. A decision not to walk away from Jesus. the church. Jesus. A decision to stay. Yes. Because abundance of fruit is coming mm, more yes. grace is coming yes more help is coming yes more hope is coming yes in the name of jesus amen i pray for the spirit jesus. of stability to stabilize everyone here yes lord thank you lord 
for what you have done for what you are doing Jesus. and for the great things you are about to do yes lord in jesus mighty name we have prayed and everybody shouted amen amen still every head bowed every eye closed every head bowed every eye closed you are here today and you don't know jesus as your savior you want to say pastor pray for me you are not sure whether you are saved, whether you are born again. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I need to pray with you. Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure whether I'm saved, whether I'll go to heaven or hell. Lift your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. God bless you. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes. Pastor, I am not sure. I want to be sure today. Lift your hand. If your hand is lifted, take your bag, your Bible, your phone, whatever, and come all the way to the front. Come, come. Clap for them as they come. Love for the mercy Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Majestic walking to the cross. Let us pray. Let us pray. Pray this prayer after me. Everybody join. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Oh Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash away my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Wash me, oh Lord, with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, from today, I accept you. I receive you as my Lord, my master, my savior. Oh Lord, I pledge my life to serve you, to follow you. Lord Jesus, you are my savior. You are my Lord. You are my master from this moment. Thank you, savior, for saving my soul today. Amen. Wow. God bless you. What's your name? Justice. Justice. Here is a special book for you. All right. Um, go with our brother. He will let you sit somewhere after church. We'll talk to you. Okay. Clap your hands for the Lord. We believe you have been greatly blessed through this message. For prayer, counseling, or meeting with Bishop Jake, please call or text plus 233-263-090-000. That's plus 233-263-090-000. Till we come your way again, remain blessed.